What is up, guys? Welcome to episode number 113 of Beef's Beef with my business-looking man, uh, BJ, over here. Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. I take it however you will. Now, the question is big business or little business, but either, you know, it, it makes me happy. Just business attire. Right. It looks like You look like you can lead like a, a wedding or something. I didn't know polka dots were business attire, but... Where's the polka dots? I think those, what are those things called? Oh, I can see it now. It was kind of, the way the light was hitting, I couldn't even see them. Yeah, they're small polka dots. So I don't know yeah, if that has a business attire, man, you can wear polka dots. Yeah. I mean, if you're seeing a clown, that's still a business. That's a very good point. That's so, a very profitable business, if I might add. Yeah. Yeah, we were just having conversations about that. Right. Ronald McDonald, he's a pretty, uh, pretty popular clown. Heard of him once or twice. Kind of successful. Yeah. He wears really big shoes, you know. Most clowns do. True. Most clowns do. Uh, so, Century Mortgage, sponsoring the podcast. Crystal Lackey, sponsoring the podcast. I think her week, her birthday's coming up this weekend. Oh, man. Yeah, I asked them to come play in the wiffle ball thing. Yeah. And said, no, oh, it's my birthday weekend. So, hopefully she'll have a good birthday weekend. Um. You're looking to refinance, you're looking to get a mortgage for a house, hit her up, 502-615-0743. So don't do it this weekend, probably wouldn't be a good weekend to do it. Yeah, right, that'd be a great birthday present. <laughs> she could help you out, she'd be happy to do that on her birthday would be That's my guess. That's a good guess. point, yeah. yeah. But also, if you do have any questions, just hit her up and she'll be able to help you out. And you can check her out online on centurymortgage.com backslash C Lackey. And keep in mind, that is a capital C and a capital L. Put some respect on her name. Absolutely. One more time, 502-615-0743. And as always, Century Mortgage is an equal housing lender. MLS number 3925. Crystal Lackey, MLS number 1735979. You know what I'd like to say? I'd like to say I'm glad their houses are equal because have you ever gone to a neighborhood and seen like a two-story next to a one-story? Yeah. That's very disrespectful. Yeah. So who's a disrespectful one? Is it the person that built the extra story or is it the person that hasn't kept up with their house? Well, I mean, if there's only one story, it's not that they haven't kept up with their house. It's that the builder only decided to make one story. It's like a, you know... Um, what's a movie that only has one movie in it? But is it, it's like Two Guns, classic movie with Mark Wahlberg and uh, Denzel Washington. Very good movie. If you haven't seen it, check it out. So um, this is a terrible reference. But then next <laughs> to it is like The Lord of the Rings that has like multiple stories and movies. But great it's movies as well. Pretty good as well too. Yeah, it's great movies. Uh, they're tough. I mean, they're long movies. Remember? They are long, but they are great. Yeah, I, w- I would enjoy watching. Speaking them. of that. Yeah. Well, let me speak of this before you do that. So the other day I was leaving work and as you leave work, typically you're not paying attention. You're kind of checking out your phone. You're doing whatever you did. And I bumped into this gentleman and he was pretty tall, lengthy guy. And I thought, hey, I I think that guy looks pretty familiar and uh, just kept walking, didn't pay any attention to it. Porzingis, the Porzingis, bro. And I know what you're thinking. The unicorn. The unicorn. You're not buying this. But he's like, bro, what's up? How's the Laxter? And I'm like, dude, you know the Laxter too? So back to whack weeks, we had Slim Shady and now Porzingod, the unicorn, dropping the Laxter reference on us. Pretty cool stuff. Two, two made-up stories two weeks in a row. Uh, no, but dude, I'm not that Speaking creative. on somewhat of like 
Wizard. Did you see Lamar Jackson's Halloween costume? No. He was uh, Harry Potter. That's a unique choice. It was. It was pretty funny even talking about it. They asked him if he was a Harry Potter fan. He was like, oh, uh, he's like, I watched like part of the movies. He's like, they're too long. He said, I, he said I'll turn them on. I'll get all like sleepy and stuff. Yeah. He said, then Harry's kind of like watching me. He was like. <laughs> Why is he being Harry Potter if he doesn't even. I don't even... know. It's, it was funny, though. He looked he looked funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's unique. Now, I, I mentioned to you before, I enjoy that all the lovely young ladies and elderly ladies as well, too, get to dress up for Halloween. What about the middle-aged women? Yeah, we'll, we'll add them in there. You know, I don't right. want to even put an age reference on there, but they have... You, you did it. I'm just... I'm I know just, I did. I was digging yourself out. Yeah, you were... digging out. you out. Yeah. You know, we shouldn't even... Just the, the ladies. We yeah. appreciate that. You were fine with it at the beginning, and then you said... The ladies, and you said, and the young ladies. I know, because, like, you always want to call them young yeah. ladies because that makes them feel better from what I hear. You know, I could be completely off on this. So do you get, actually get trick-or-treaters at your house? Don't answer the door. I don't know. Oh, you're one of those people? I don't even turn the my lights dad, on. My dad gets candy every year, and we never get trick-or-treaters. Really? So, like, the one trick-or-treater that we get, they get a crap ton of candy. Yeah, because where you're at, that's like a main – it's not a main street, but I Yeah, I mean, like. it is. I mean, it's a, main yeah. st- it's a main street in New Albany. And they're scared that you all have an army tank, bro. Like, that would scare no, bro, me. bro, it adds to the allure. I mean, it's very cool to take pictures with, but if I'm going for candy, I'm probably like, that guy probably doesn't hand out full-size candy bars. Well, you don't hand out any candy bars. Well, I did occasionally put, like, a jar out there, and then one time – the little hooligans in my neighborhood took like all the candy in one go round, which I can't really blame them for. Because what I'm, would you have done? What would BJ do? Taken three. Three? Yeah, because three is a good number. Three is a fair number for both parties involved. If you're going to set it out there, I'm going to take a couple. <laughs> I should have known when I asked you this question, you were going to delve way too far into it. Yeah, because that's what I like to do. <laughs> so I'm just saying three is the magic number. If you do see candy sing out of the house, you're allotted three candies. Now, if you're buying candy, are you buying the cheap stuff that, like, doesn't have anything? Like, has, like, the double bubble in it. And, like, that's probably the candy. That, the Smarties. That's that's the kind of candy you're buying, isn't it? You know, I would say this off air, but uh, potentially what you need to do is if you have expired candy and which you don't use any Jeez. longer, <laughs> you could potentially put that out there. And then if they take all the candy, they're going to be blowing up their restroom for weeks. So I'm not suggesting anybody to do that, but I'm just saying typically my little niece and nephew don't eat a ton of candy, and sometimes that candy gets old. And true, You want to hear a true story? Yeah. yeah so, I like true stories. We went back, back in the day, we, you know, we'd go trick-or-treating. Yeah. Well – I ate all the stuff that I wanted there for a while, and I put it in a closet, still okay. in the bag, sealed it up. I pulled it out, and I was like, oh, there's some pretty good blow pops in here. Yeah. Got them out. Tried, I was like, this tastes like dirt. <laughs> so I just went there, rinsed it off, and I just ate it. So the next one, I was like, I always taste like dirt, too. So you just rinse it off. The next one, I just powered through the dirt taste and just ate it. Right. This wasn't all in the same day either, by the way. Like, I wasn't just, like, fin- I wasn't, like, chain-eating blow pops. Now, let me clear the record. These had wrappers on them? Yes, they had wrappers on them. And they still tasted like dirt. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just because they were expired. I don't know. Yeah. That They've is- been in there for, like, six months, at least. Yeah, but six, I mean, that's hard candy, bro. That's lasted more than six months. Maybe in a, in a big bag. This was, like, a trick-or-treating bag. Yeah, that's a good point. So. 
Uh, now, if I were a trick-or-treater, and I, I'd like to see what your answer is because I already know what your answer is, I would love to get some Snickers. No, solid. Some Butterfinger. Not bad. Some Almond Joy. Oh, dude, yes. Yeah. I'm, glad, yeah, I, I'm, I'm so upset that people hate on those so much. It's disrespectful. I love Almond Joy and Mounds. You may not like Mounds that much. I love Mounds, too. No. I like Almond Joys better, but Mounds are fantastic. See, too. that's where I'm at, man. I've, I've had Mounds before, and I will eat Mounds, but there's two things. First of all, the milk chocolate, in this case, solely in this case, yeah. is better than the dark chocolate. I would agree with that. And adding that almond on there changes the ballgame. That's a, that's a whole different world yeah. right there. But let me add my last one, Kit Kat. I like, see, this is the thing. All those things you said I like. Yeah. But if I'm going to – You got four. You got what Reese's, you got? Reese's Pumpkins. So, specifically pumpkin. Well, that's the hol- holiday. Yeah, the holiday yeah. Reese's are the goats. We yeah, already decided that. Well, uh, Snickers. some of us did. Snickers are in there. Yeah. Twix. Ooh, that's a good one as well. Twix, Twix is very and good. And then um, – Do you eat the left one or the right one first? I mix it up. Yeah. I mix it up. I'm – I don't just select just a certain one. Are you going with the standard Twix? Have you ever had the peanut butter? I think it's peanut, peanut butter, butter Twix. Peanut butter Twix is solid, too. Yeah, underrated. But just regular Twix is, is my go-to. Right. And then um, Blow Pops. Yeah, I'll go with Blow, Blow Pops. Blow Pops. That's amazing. I love those things, man. Yeah. Well, I could tell from you eating them when they tasted like dirt. That yeah, showed me I mean, you should thoroughly enjoy struggles them. Struggle's real. You know, sometimes you got to yeah. do what you got to do. Yeah. So flavor of Blow Pop. Blue raspberry, dude. Yeah. Don't you remember when I was on that blue raspberry kick when we were playing basketball all the time? Yeah. I would go to the gas station and get like four of them. I'd be playing. I'd I'd be eating them while we was playing. Yeah. Blue raspberry is very good. Grape is good. Cherry is good. I'm not into the watermelon. Watermelons. It's the last one I eat. Yeah. Actually, no. They used to have green apple. Do they still have green apple? Yeah. Yeah. It's actually the watermelon's the first one I eat now. I go in. Yeah. I go in reverse order of the ones that I like. It's very intelligent. To, yeah, to save the best ones for last. Yeah, and occasionally, like, if you get burnt out, you're like, oh yeah, let me get one of these good ones just to refresh the memory of what yeah, they so could be. So I would be. go worst to best watermelon grape. That's how I do my workouts. Watermelon grape cherry. I love the cherry though. Like the thing is, yeah. is like, yeah, watermelon grape cherry sour apple blue raspberry. Yeah, of blow pops. That's that's the order I would go. Yeah. That's good. I'm I'm probably finishing with blue raspberry as well too. But before that, I'm probably going grape, and then right before that, I'm going cherry, and right before that, I'm going green apple. Okay, and then the watermelon. No, nah, I'm tossing those. <laughs> Generous donation to the yeah. trash can. That's what's going to the trick or treaters. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. A couple well, years down the road. We only have watermelon blow pops. <laughs> yeah. That's all we got. It's weird, dude. Yeah. Take it or leave it, bro. Yeah. Kick rocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what we want to do this year, or this day, or this universe, whatever you like to call it. This is, Halloween Eve. Is give you a little bit. I guess bit. Halloween Eve Eve, right? Because isn't Halloween All Hallows Eve, and that what it means or something? I have no clue. Who knows? But tomorrow's Halloween, right? So you're yeah. confusing me. Okay. So what we want to do is, in memory of Halloween, a.k.a. tomorrow, we're going to give you a little bit of knowledge about the number 13. Now, number 13 is looked at as an unlucky number in most cases. But in Germany, according to an old tradition, it's the first compound number that was written in digits. Now, I know that can get a little bit confusing, but the number 0 through 12 were spelled out. And the German Standard Dictionary now calls this a tradition outdated and is no longer valid, but many people still follow that rule. 
So kind of unique. To me, what would you do in the U.S. if you had to spell all the numbers under 13 out instead of just write them as like a 1, O-N-E? I guess that's not a bad one. 2, that's not a bad one. 7, I wouldn't spell 7. 7 is <laughs> 1, 2, 3. It's, I think it, it's the same amount of letters as 3. Yeah, but it, 1 and 2 are obviously smaller. Six. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that was kind of unique to me. I don't understand why, but hey. But fear of the number 13 actually has a specifically recognized phobia, and it's triskaidekaphobia. It's do what? Triskaidekaphobia. Trisket? Yeah, it's kind of like the triskets. Crackers. But you're scared of it. And it's a phobia, right? So that word was coined in 1911. I also heard that if I ever have trouble with a word, if you say it enough times, you're going to say it correctly. So I'm going to go triskaidekaphobia. And then I'm going to go triskaidephobia, and then triskaidephobia. I don't think it's the last one. <laughs> I'm going to go with the last one's definitely not it. You like that spin, though. Yeah, it almost sounded Irish at the end. That was very good. And uh, the superstitious sufferers of that name that I listed earlier try to avoid bad luck by keeping away from anything numbered or labeled 13. So as a result, a lot of companies and manufacturers use another way of numbering or labeling to avoid that number. Um, hotels and tall buildings typically do not have a floor 13 or a room 13. And it's also unlucky to have 13 guests at a table. Uh, Friday the 13th has been considered an unlucky day as well, too. So just keep that in mind when you're thinking about whether you want to be number 13 in any sporting events or not. Uh, but there also are a number of theories as to why the number 13 became associated with bad luck. Now, none of them have been accepted as likely, but we'll give you a little bit of that knowledge, right? So I don't know if you've ever heard of something called the Last Supper. Uh, something like that, yeah. Yeah, so at Jesus Christ's Last Supper, there were 13 people around the table and 12 apostles and Christ. And some believe this well, is unlucky. Here's the thing. Yeah. According to the picture, they were not around the table. They were on one side. That's a good point. Yeah. And we've seen that picture many, many a time. So I, I don't want to give... Do you think that that is... Uh, like, obviously, it wasn't painted there. Right. But do you think that that... I mean, there's no way they all sat on the same side. So your question is, uh, were tables round or were they rectangular? And well, no, I think so, it was rectangular. I just don't think they all sat on the same side. No, no way. Well, I shouldn't say no way. That's a terrible assumption on that my just, part. No, I'm almost. I'm saying no way. I'm calling. Yeah. No. I guess I wonder what shape their tables were in, because to me, I think you know, rectangular is a, a wide assumption as well too. Now, it does seem a very efficient style to make a table in, but a round table is not a bad thing either. Look, if Jesus is building it, it's probably a perfect table. Yeah. Well, so, I don't know if he built this specific. He was table. a carpenter, bro. He, yeah, you know, but, if you're in the neighborhood, who are you buying? Who are you gonna buy a table from? That's a good. Point. I'll buy it from uh, Brian, the carpenter. I'll buy it from Jesus. Well, I don't want to compete with my Jesus, but I make Jesus. a mean table as well, too. Well, you know what I'm saying. Jesus builds a holy table, unlike your mean table. So, yeah. you keep your mean table, Brian. I'll get Jesus. Listen, Damn. I'm not always mean. I just like to give expired candy out. So you can call it what you like, but I'm just saying I don't want to compete there. So that's one of the reasons potentially why the number 13 could be considered as unlucky. Um, the Knights Templar on Friday the 13th, October 1307, many moons. I was actually born a couple of days after that, but it was yeah, something like that. give or take two or three. 
King Philip IV of France ordered the arrest of the Knights Templar, and most of the Knights were tortured and killed. So as you can tell, none of these things are like great situations, unfortunately. Um, full moons, a year with 13 full moons instead of 12, posed a problem for the monks in charge of the calendars. And this was considered a very unfortunate circumstance, especially by the monks who had charge of the calendar for 13 months of that year, and it upset the regular arrangement of church festivals. So for this reason, 13 came to be considered an unlucky number. However, a typical century has about 37 years that have 13 moons, compared to 63 years with 12 moons, and typically every third or fourth year has 13 moons. So you got to watch out for the 13 moons. Now, typically when somebody's mooning me, I try to look away anyways, but 13 in a row is tough to keep your eyes away from. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I haven't been mooned in a long time, man. I would be grateful for that. Yeah, you I mean, I'm not saying? upset about it. Right. I can't remember the last time I was mooned either. There's certain what? people I would not be in be would not mind being mooned by, but yeah, but that's not being a, mooned. Then that's there's different. I mean, there's a, yeah, you can get mooned by. Still mooned, huh? I mean, that's still considered mooned. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So one of my buddies showed me that I was a fan of Jessica Alba on Facebook today, and I didn't know that to be honest. But I used the term. He said I had liked her on Facebook. Yeah. And I would say that liked is a drastic understatement. But if she were to potentially moon us, I don't think we would be extremely angry with her. I would not be upset. Right. Anger was not the first word that came to my mind in no. that situation. Right. So, okay, that's a fair point on your I'll, – I'll note that in my notes, and, and we'll get that cleaned up for next week. Uh, <laughs> but a repressed lunar cult in ancient, cult, ancient cultures, the number 13 represented femininity, femininity – and because it corresponded to the number of lunar cycles in a year. The theory is that as the solar calendar triumphed over the lunar, the number 13 became anathema. anathema. I think that was right Yeah, the first time. But kind of unique to me that the number 13 represented femininity because in some cases I would say unlucky and females coexist very well, if you know what I'm saying. <sighs> Yeah. I'm look, dude. I'm not getting on that one. That's you. Well, I'll take the blame for that. But hey, teach your own. Um, what about her, her Hammurabi's code? There's a myth that the earliest reference to thirteen being unlucky or evil is in the Babylon Babylonian code of Hammurabi, circa 1780 BC. So I won't bore you with those details, but those are a couple of options as to how thirteen became unlucky originally. Um, in Italy, 13 is actually considered a lucky number, though. Um, the expression, fair tradici, is that good? Fair I, mean, I don't know why you, you tried to say Why couldn't you just read it? Well, you got to say it like the Mario no, Brothers, you, dude. See, <laughs> what? You sounded it like you were starting your own Italian restaurant. Fair, fair like, tradici. Like, yeah. why did you say it like to say it? Cadence is everything in Italian, bro. I I've guess. learned that. I, but anyways, what that means is that means to hit the jackpot, which in their language, a beautiful language, translates to to do 13. Yeah, which means to hit the jackpot. So it's a lucky Fair number. Enough. Colgate University also considers 13 as a lucky number, and that's a pretty good college or university. They were founded in 1819 by 13 men with $13 and 13 prayers and 13 articles. Look, so, dude, I got $13 I haven't found it in universities. I know. Well, I think we should. Maybe. Yeah. What would we call it, though? 
Um, Crest University? Po- Podcasting University of Knowledge. Crest. No, see, they got Colgate. We go Crest. Oh. Crest University. I feel like there's copyright infringement there. No, because we don't have to say it's named after the toothpaste. Can we at least make a friendly concession and do Sensodyne? That's what I use. That personally. would probably get. <laughs> Sounds expensive, doesn't it? Yeah. It Where do you go to school? Cincinnati University. Yeah. Oh, is that in the Ivy League? Yeah. And then if you put an Italian twist to it, Cincinnati. It was like a Dracula version of yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah, that was not a good. The, the first one was good. That one. Yeah. I feel like you're trying too hard. Well, I was giving my best effort, but in some cases, it's not good enough. So, <laughs> um, but to do this. Or to this day, members of Colgate community consider the number 13 a good omen. So, in fact, the campus address is 13 Oak Drive in Hamilton, New York, and the male a cappella group is called the Colgate 13. The 13 Ghosts. Yeah. So they asked me to try out for that, but I did my they, Italian they accent. Did, they did not ask you to try out. I've got documentation of this happening. And I did my Italian accent, and they felt like that was very disrespectful. Uh, in, in the standard 52-card deck of playing, that wasn't my phone. Stop looking at it. What was it? I don't know. It was my water. It chimed, and it had something wrong with the water. Um, I mean, I don't care. Just everyone else is going to care. That's not yeah, my that's phone. Yeah, that's definitely your phone. It's <laughs> definitely your phone. Listen, it's 716 on my cell phone, and it would not make any beeps at that time. Okay? And... In the standard 52-card deck, there are four suits, but each has 13 ranks in it. So that's kind of unique. I like bringing the card references in there. Um, In Judaism, 13 signifies the age at which a boy matures, and you can have a bar mitzvah. Bar mitzvah, yeah. Yeah. So I missed yours this year, but hopefully next year we'll make amends to that. The United States of America was created from 13 British colonies, and as such, the number 13 is commonly recurring motif in American heraldry. For example, there are 13 stars on the Great Seal of the United States, and there are 13 stripes on the American flag. So 13 is a big part of America. 13 stripes on the, on the flag. Yeah, on the American flag. Do you want to count them? Where? I'll look it up. Yeah. It just seems like there's more than that. Well. It's been so long since I've been in school. I sound like an idiot right now. Seven and six, but I, I think seven red stripes, right? And six white stripes, I think. Maybe. And we used to know what those stripes represent, too, but I forget. 13 stripes. Currently. Yeah, see, 13 is right. Fact-checking me on air. I I got to, man. It's good. I appreciate that. Um, But the first flag of the United States bore 13 stripes, as I mentioned, alternating red and white, and the 13 white stars in the blue union. So the 13 stripes represented the 13 colonies from which the United States was created, and the 13 stars represented the number of states in the new nation. When the two states were added to the Union in 1795, the flag bore 15 stars and 15 stripes. So it wasn't always 13 stripes. But with the addition of five new states in 1818, the number of stripes were reset and permanently fixed at 13. So fun fact for you, at one point in time, the U.S. flag had 15 stripes on it. It does sound like that could be a trivia question in, like, Maybe Trivia Crack or what's the other? What's Trivial Pursuit? It's a good game. Trivial Pursuit? Man, I haven't played that in a while. Yeah. I lose at it, but some it's never fun to lose. I was always like, just give me the green question. Just give me the green one. Which is sports? I think so, yeah. Yeah. 
I couldn't remember what it was, but it sounded like yeah, that. Would be the, the OG one. Trivia Pursuit was super hard. Yeah. Yeah. Impossible. But to the peons like you and I, but right. to people that are actually intelligent, it's not. Well, teach your own. The Great Seal of the United States bears many images of the number 13, representing the 13 colonies from which the United States was created. On the seals, observe the overhead glory bears 13 stars. The chest shield in front of the spread eagle bears 13 stripes. The I just lost my place. In the eagle's right talon, it holds the olive branch of peace, bearing 13 olives and 13 olive leaves. I mean, this is getting a little bit ridiculous where they're making even the olives and the olive leaves 13. Olives are terrible anyway. They are very disgusting. I'd agree. Now, olive oil is actually very good in my opinion. But, yeah. In the eagle's left talon, it holds the weapons of war consisting of 13 arrows. In the eagle's mouth, it holds a scroll bearing the national motto, E Pluribus Unum, which by coincidence consists of 13 letters. So I don't think that was designed. But on the seals reverse, the unfinished pyramid consists of 13 levels as well, too. That's a lot of 13s, bro. Yeah. There, there's something to that. I think the Masons have something to do with it. Yeah. Or the, what's the other? Illuminati. Illuminati. Yeah, the Illuminatis are with it. Apollo 13 was a NASA moon mission, famous for being a successful failure in 1970. Now, I don't know if you call many things successful failures, but... Um, Hopefully this podcast is a successful failure. Is that a compliment? Uh, doesn't sound like it. No, I don't. At I, best, it's a backhanded compliment, right? You're kind of like, ah. I get. I don't really know how to take that. Yeah, I don't either. So we're not going to say it. We'll just say it's. We'll just hope it's successful. Right. In triathlon, the number thirteen is not used. As such, the numbering goes eleven, twelve, fourteen, fifteen. You know, I guess that's kind of a given. When you don't use 13, you typically just skip it. Uh, the number 13 was not used in the Indianapolis 500 from 1915 to 2002. It was not permitted for use between 26 and 2002 because in 2009, EJ Viso driving for HVM Racing in the 2009 IndyCar Series season drove a green number 13 full-time. So shout-out to EJ. Because that's similar to BJ. He ain't first or last. That's right, Ricky Bobby. And last but not least, spin off of what I just mentioned. The number 13 was not used in Formula One from 1977 to 2013. Now, I can see that. When you're going that fast of speed and one minor error could be, that's all she wrote, probably don't wear the number 13. You know where else the number 13's not used? Where? Elevators. Yeah. And I think I mentioned that. No. In hotels. No. Typically, there's elevators in hotels. I blacked out. Yeah. I could tell you were enjoying that historical information. I'm not going to lie to you, man. Medieval times is not a time that I like. Yeah, it was boring back then. It was. A lot of diseases, too. No Twitter back then. Yeah. Tweet, tweet. All right, time time to write it down, baby. Let's do this. So we're bringing back the Who Am I? And we're having a blast doing this. So for you playing at home, keep in mind we're going to list you. Um, technically, yeah. What are you snapping at? John me for? texted me yesterday. Yeah. Because he finally got to catch up on the episodes. Yeah. Got Big Z first. First uh, hint. Really? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. See, John and I 
I die, man. Got Big Z first hint. So shout out John. Shout out to John. That was a very tough one. To it get. was first hint. It was. That's very impressive. First hint. He's he said text me last night. He said I got I got Jeremy Sogaskis first first hint. I think he deserves an award for that. And it we'll shows let him me, come back on the podcast. Shows me deep down inside he's got a little bit of Cavs fandom in him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm I'm proud to say we'll take you on board, John. These 17 this win or these 17 wins this season. You know, we, we could use a couple extra fans, Sean. So. He's a big T-Wolves fan, so. Yeah, I remember. They yeah. might have 18 wins, but. No, actually, <laughs> they might contend for the eighth seed in the West. That's, yeah. that's the compliment I'll give them, right? Um, but we're back to the who am I. I'm going to give you seven hints, and potentially on one of them I might give you a bonus hint just to help the people at home. And your goal is to answer who am I on the lowest number possible now, these people are most known for wearing the number 13 in this case, okay? Let's do this. If you guys can't hear me, I'm Birdman rubbing my hands together. You're Let's burning a hole in No, like, like Birdman. Yeah, I know who Birdman is. Let's do this. Is. Chris Anderson. Yes. Uh, Birdman, Birdman. Hint number one. Let's do this. Born in Brooklyn, New York. Many good players came from Brooklyn, New York. This in- individual was Second born there. Second best player there. of all time was born there. Well... That was very disrespectful to Michael Jordan, but... I'm just being honest. I think you're confused, my friend. Uh, hint number two. He was the only non-lottery pick to have won Rookie of the Year since the introduction of the lottery system in 1985 until the 2016-17 season. Now, I want to know, can you guess who that player was? Keep in, in the 16-17 season? Yep, 2016-17. He was the... Only non-lottery player to have won Rookie of the Year. Who just did that in 2016 and 17 to stop his streak? Oh, man, that's tough. Good player. Oh, uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Malcolm Brogdon is correct. That actually wasn't tough. I almost gave you ACC, so I'm glad you said it without No, because he got drafted in the second round, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So keep in mind, this person – was a non-lottery pick, and he won Rookie of the Year. That's a pretty unique hint. Hint number two. On to hint number three. He was the target of an extortion threat in 2006. Now, if you know this because of that hint, I'm going to be extremely impressed, right? (laughs) Because maybe you were the person extorting this individual. So we're going to have to turn you in to the proper authorities. But hint number three is he was the target of an extortion threat in 2006. It's pretty famous. You might have seen that before. Hint number four. He played for seven NBA teams. Now, I'll list those teams in no specific orders, but they were the Clippers, the Pacers, the Nuggets, the Utah Jazz, the Knicks, the Rockets, and the Raptors. So seven NBA teams, that's a lot of teams. His credentials for hint number five. He's a one-time NBA All-Star. We already mentioned he was an NBA Rookie of the Year. Now, you can only do that one year, so keep in mind that was one year as well, too. Unless you're Ben Simmons. <laughs> he's going for it again this year. I think he's year. up for it again this year. I'd pick him. Um, actually, he's got some tough competition this year with Kobe White and Rui Hachimura, and even R.J. Barrett is doing well, as too. John Morant, bro. Nah, he's not doing so well. What do you mean? He just – dude, he was – he All right, he's in the conversation. Kyrie. Yeah, he blocked a game-winning shot. Yeah. So, okay. So he's doing okay. That's the last that we'll give him credit for. No, maybe you. Today, I'm saying. Um, 
hint number five, continue on. One-time NBA All-Star, one-time Rookie of the Year, 1997 season assist leader, 1986 NCAA season assist leader. So now those dates are key. 97 assist leader in the NBA for the season. There's a lot of good assisters, and that sounds kind of comical. Yeah. There's a lot of good people who were dropping dimes in 97. He led the league in assists that season. 1986 in college, he was the season assist leader. So that's 11 years difference, man. That's pretty impressive. Well, I think my math is good on that, but you have to spot check me. Hint number six, his son was formerly on a UofL roster before transferring. I put that in there solely for you because I thought you would enjoy that. And I did not know that either. So His son was on a UofL roster before transferring. Correct. I know who it is. Mm. Now, hit number seven will be the giveaway. No. Nah. I don't know why it took me so long to get this. It's right because I, I know that's what yeah. it's right. That's very good. I don't know if your spelling is right, but it looks good over here. Your handwriting is actually surprisingly decent. That's very impressive. Um, Hint number seven, I think, is the one that some people playing along at home will get because there was a very popular thing by the name of the And One Mixtape Tour mm-hmm. or And One Mixtape in general. Now, his brother was on that tour. Who also played for Louisville. And unfortunately, we got to give an RIP there, but Escalade was his brother. Escalade. Yep. And that was supposed to be my bonus hint which was number eight. I'm going to go back and give you another hint. He's a former player, former coach, and a current analyst. Who am I? So that was a pretty fun one. I enjoyed that player. I just I thought it was kind of nuts that you didn't mention that his brother also played for Louisville. Yeah, because I already gave you one U of L. Yeah, I, I, I mean, give you, like you, two you could have said his son and his brother. Now let me ask you this. You're giving some people information, and you're going to say this guy played for U of L previously, or this guy played for And One previously. Come on, bro. Which one's the I'm better saying, resume? I'm sa- no, I'm saying you segue that into his brother. I'm just teaching you how to do this. Okay. So his brother as well also played for Louisville, who you may know more from the And One mixtape tour. Mm. See what I'm saying? No, that's very good. I appreciate the segue information, but I wanted to keep them as two individual bullet points, and I could not say that word that you used that starts with an L anymore in this podcast until later. So Allegedly? Yeah. Well, that doesn't start with an L. But he was born in Brooklyn, New York, only non-lottery player to have one rookie of the year until 2016. Target of an extortion, 2006. Played for seven NBA teams. One-time All-Star, Rookie of the Year, 97 season assist leader, 86 NCAA season assist leader. Son formerly on UofL roster. Former player, coach, current analyst. His brother is Escalade. Who am I? Hopefully you guys can get that at home, right? On to the second player. This individual, hint number one, was born in Burlington, Iowa. Now, if they have a lot of coat factories there, I'd like to check them out because I'm all up for Burlington Coat Factory, bro. Hint number two. He was on the TV shows The Biggest Loser, Disney's The Sweet Life on Deck. He was actually on the final episode of the Jay Leno show as a guest appearance, Dancing with the Stars, and a show that I had actually never heard of, but it was called The Moment, which was a USA show. We had a previous guest on here, Larry O'Bannon, who mentioned he liked the USA Network. Did he not? Yeah. 
So maybe Larry could inform us on what the moment is. But this player, former player, was on all of those TV shows, right? Hint number three. He had a 12-year NFL career, and he played – or excuse me, he was on – he didn't play. He was on four NFL rosters, not listing any order, Cardinals, Packers, Rams, and Giants. Got it. Oh, man, you're already writing. Mm-hmm. Hit, hit number three was a good one. Is that what you're saying? No, I thought I knew it, and then once you said his teams, I knew it. Yeah. Very – I think – I can't see your last name. Yeah, very good. I can't read very well, if you can't tell. Hint number four. He is the only person inducted into both the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the Arena Football Hall of Fame. Pretty impressive right there. I wish he would have played for the Philadelphia Soul. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you didn't want to play for the Eagles? No. We had somebody else who I was okay with at that time frame. Oh, Donovan McNabb? Well, you didn't have to tell people the time frame. Well, you said at that time, when else is it going to be? Well, we didn't know when he played, so you just – I mean, who else would you have referred to? No, I was than, referring to Donovan Other than McNabb. him, you have only had one other good quarterback. Oh, that's very – Randall Cunningham? Yes, who was fantastic. Michael Vick? Michael Vick was after him. Oh. I'm talking yeah, about before him. Nobody knew when he played there. Ron Jaworski? all right on to the next one (laughs) oh man hit number five he owns three of the top five highest single game passing yardage totals in super bowl history that one's pretty impressive to me it is hit number six he is one of only two quarterbacks to win the Super Bowl in their first season as a starter. Who is the other one? In their first season as a starter? Yes. Uh, Tom Brady. Oh, man, that was boring. Good answer. So you're two for two on the bonus (laughs) questions today, which that one wasn't a shocker. And that's also why we skipped number 12, as you alluded to (laughs) prior to this event. Um, Hit number seven, final hit for this individual. Hopefully a couple of you at home have already got it. He is the only undrafted player in NFL history to win the NFL MVP award and the only undrafted quarterback to lead his team to a Super Bowl victory. So to me, that's pretty impressive credentials. Who am I? Born in Iowa, on TV shows, a bunch of them, had a 12-year NFL career, only person inducted to the NFL or excuse me, pro football. They don't like it being called NFL. you got to call it pro football. And Arena Football Hall of Fame. Three of the top five single-game passing yardage totals in Super Bowl history. One of two quarterbacks to win the Super Bowl in their first season. Only undrafted player in history to win the NFL MVP award and win a Super Bowl. You skipped them when they named all those teams. No, I said I just didn't name the teams. Oh, okay. But I appreciate that. So, number one, the first one. Drum roll, please. Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson is right. Mama, there goes that man. I'm going two for two again. Yeah. Hand down, man down, baby. I love Mark Jackson. Mark, I, love, I love Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson, Jackson was a great player. Yes. Mark Jackson was a great teammate. Mark Jackson was a great coach. I was going to use the word good because. Mark Jackson built what the Warriors are. I would say Bob Myers 
built what the Warriors are because you got to do that through the draft. But you also got to you also got to mold the team. You know what they say that he did. So would you give would you give uh, Kraus the the credit for building the Bulls, or would you say that was more Phil Jackson? Mm. And I'm not comparing Mark Jackson to Phil Jackson, right? But I'm saying to me it's a Kraus down here and then the coach up here because it's coach right. the players still got to go out there and do that. This is a unique one because think about it: the players who were on that roster when. Jackson came in and made that a winning team, had already been there. So it was different in this case. I thought they drafted Curry when he was there. He did. but uh, um, Or no, are you they saying Mark Jackson? Curry. Yeah, they drafted Curry and Clay Thompson I and Draymond Green, I thought, when Mark Jackson was there. Uh, I don't think so. Because how, how long was he I the think coach? Clay was there. Clay, I thought, came the same year as Curry. Ooh. I don't think so because Curry, remember, was still in the old Warriors uniforms, and I've never seen Clay in the old. So Curry would have come before. I think so. Okay, but I don't want to misspeak on that. But anyways, back to the Bulls. So then Kraus brought in players like Coach and Harper and continued the success. Rodman. Yep. Yeah. I mean, got rid of Horace Grant at the right time. Well, actually, Horace Grant kind of left, but. Yeah, Horace Grant left and went to the Magic, which... He was still good. Yeah, yeah they almost won a title. <laughs> yeah. He didn't run into the Rockets. I mean... But more of the story, that's why I see that. Even look at uh, Musai Ujiri, who set Denver up for the success that they're having now. Now, Mike Malone is a big part of that, but Musai Ujiri did that. And then he went to the Raptors and helped them win a championship. So, I do think the front office is underrated. But, yeah. So, I, I'd say good coach. More of the story after that tangent and I don't want to say great good analyst as well too yeah very good analyst he's pretty good I'll one-up it I'll be honest with you TNT definitely has the better analyst and in game you're saying both yeah both post game and in game doesn't Weber do some of theirs that's yeah but Weber's the worst one of them not even close like Weber's really bad and you know how much I love Chris Weber Chris Weber's really bad I hate but I do not like they have a lot of great ones so yeah, they have some good ones. But uh, Van Gundy's there, right? Or No, no, no. That's He's on ESPN. Yeah. See, I like Van Gundy and Jackson together. I, the, gotta, I don't know, man. I, what's the guy that always does the finals? Mike Breen is there with him. I do like Mike Breen. Yeah. But when they had both Van Gundy's and Mike Mark Jackson, maybe Christmas last year, that was like the greatest of all time. Because I don't know, man. I like Reggie Miller and all them on TNT. Yeah, Reggie is very good. I like Kenny. You know, I'm a little biased in that he's a Tar Heel guy. He, only, and he's he done really it only does it during, it seems like during the tournament. Yeah. Uh, he does some tournament games. NCAA. Yeah. Yeah. But he normally is just the, I mean, there's no one touching the post and pregame stuff. TNT's got that locked down forever with Charles and Kenny and EJ and Shaq. Like, they're, they're I don't know. What eight. about Kristen Lalo? NBA? Yeah, but that's one person compared to four. I like Cassidy Hubbard, too. She's very good at her job. But let's move on to number two. Sorry, I got a little side distraction. Number two. Who am I? The bag boy. Remember, he's bagging groceries the year before he won the Super Bowl with the Rams. $5.50 an hour. That's what he was making. Kurt Warner. Very good. He was also on the show The Jersey. You remember that show? You didn't mention that. There's another fact for your... For your TV shows. Do you don't remember the show The Jersey? Yeah, but what was that Disney? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I do remember that show very yeah. vaguely. Yeah, they put it the, on. They create came. They into would them. they would put the jersey on and they would become that player. Right. And the kid put it on and became Kurt Warner. That's amazing that he would make the cut. There. I think it's amazing that I just remember that out of nowhere. <laughs> that is because when you so said I think it, that was like the bell, first episode or something. Yeah. Yeah, I could, can you name anybody else on there? Because I can't name anybody else no. on there. Why I remember Kurt Warner being on the jersey, I have no idea. Right, the long-lived TV episode. So, hey, pretty impressive extra fact on there. Pretty impressive that you got both of them right. Hopefully everybody at home enjoyed those, and hopefully you got them right. Yeah, so this past weekend, i got to pat myself on the back. Oh, here we go. Uh, actually, I'll do that in a second because we can't skip lock of the week. Yeah, you back patter. Sorry, man. I was looking to see if I could find the jersey uh, part with Kurt Warner on it. But I think, did you miss your lock of the week last week? Because I definitely did. I don't recall what you're speaking of. So you did. That yeah. means you did. I had, if you remember, I had Kansas City, and they had it. Bro, they oh, had Oh, yeah, it. Kansas City kept me from winning money, so I'm right there with you. On the parlay? Uh, no, I, I do that NFL pick them. Yeah. Um, and you took Kansas City, though. Yeah. I thought Kansas City was going to win. Yeah. Matt Moore had me obviously extremely worried, but I mainly took him because, as I mentioned to you, whenever I've bet on the Packers in the past, I've always lost. And so everything said to take the Packers, even though they were four-point favorites, Mm -hmm. wrong again. (laughs) Uh, I took Arkansas on their 31-point spread, and I thought they would cover it, and they didn't. Mm. Disappointing. Absolutely killed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. you want to go first on this week on Lock of the Week, or you want me to go? You know what? If I go first, you're going to be here for a while. So I say you go first on this How one. How many you got? I'm not telling you. I'm not going to show my hand. Here we go again. <laughs> you get the intro that takes 45 minutes, and then you, you go and do 15 Locks of the Week. we got to produce quality entertainment somehow. So I'm taking Wake at this week and their mm. Lock of the Week. Seven and a half point favorites over NC State at Wake. I think Wake Forest will win by more than seven and a half. I need them to lose just because North Carolina bumps up again. I need them to lose as well, but I don't think they will. Yeah, seven and a half points. As is... I told you, dude, if Louisville goes undefeated the rest of the season, which is very possible with right. the rest of their schedule, but they could very possibly lose every game as well. Right. Just depends on what team shows up. Louisville could, Louisville could sneak into the Orange Bowl, which is absolutely insane. We'll get into this a little more later, but yeah. I think you all are hurt without your kicker as well, too. So I'm sure you have a good backup, but a seasoned veteran in that position is always a Probably nice Probably the second-best kicker we've ever had. Yeah, behind yeah. David Akers. No, behind yeah. – Oh, definitely David, David Akers. David Akers was the best pro kicker we've ever had, but Art Carmody, it's not close. Art Carmody was the NCAA leading scorer. He has the high – he was had one of well, the highest percentages as – uh, highest percentage of kicks going in all time in NCAA history. So your team can't get into the end zone. He's kicking easy kicks. Whoop de stinking. Let new. me tell you this. Yeah, tell me. David Akers had to take substitute teaching jobs what? in between leaving Louisville and going to the NFL. Yeah, because the Eagles weren't ready for him to come there. Listen, I, I caught look, his I love kicks. Da- I love David Akers. Yeah. And David Akers was fantastic, but to me, David Akers is a lot like Johnny Unitas. You shouldn't say yeah. that whenever you say that you love him. Johnny Unitas did not have a good career at Louisville. If you go back and look at his stats, yeah, terrible. They were not good when he was at Louisville. But he's he's the best pro that's ever come out of Louisville. Johnny Unitas. Johnny Unitas is. Yeah, I hope so. David Akers, 
He was good when he was at Louisville, but not like he was in the NFL. Like, he definitely got better in the NFL. I think my buddy Brandon Dunn wanted to be that player. I'd like to see him be that player. But sure. to each your own. So I'm not going to give you a lot of information on this. What I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you I got a parlay for you, right? And I do like Frito-Lays, and I do like Parfaits, but this is a parlay in which I'm going to drop six games just, on you, bro. Just don't ever leave the podcast and become a comedian because you would not do well. I'm thinking about that. That was, that was so corny. They've got a stand-up spot open at O'Shea's after this where they give you they pay you in free sliders and Brussels sprouts, and I feel as if I would do – pretty decent like they give me at least one brussels sprout and slider so i'm considering that option let's hear your locks of the week so we're taking the road dogs you know i've done this before and it didn't end so well with me but my number one pick which is what i should be graded upon right i'm taking the colts at the steelers the colts are giving up only one point right now very worrisome to me why they would only be giving up one point and our one point favors going into Pittsburgh, okay? Lock number two, the Jets, three-point favorites over the Miami Dolphins. Now, I don't even know if you can call them Dolphins anymore, but they're not doing so well at swimming, treading water, right? Hit number th- – or excuse me, not hit number three. Pick number three. I'm going to take the Texans, who are two-point favorites over Jacksonville. And once again, I'm taking all the road teams. I'm not taking any homers this week, which is typically a bad thing to do in the NFL. I'm also taking number four, the Lions, who are two-point favorites over Oakland. Long trip out west. That one is probably my most worrisome one. I'm also taking the Browns, who are three-and-a-half-point favorites over Denver. And I saved this one for you at the end, my friend. I'm taking the Patriots, three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Ravens. Why it's that close, I don't know. Funny you just said that. What? Um, definitely got some bulletin board material. Um, whoever Boyle is for the Ravens, yeah, we'll see how good they are once we play them. Mm. So that might have just helped you out a little bit, bud, because we know how Belichick is when he comes to big games. He's normally pretty good. And when yeah. someone does something like that, they normally run up the score. Well, don't keep it close. Go ahead and put a beat down on them, and that will solidify you all as the second-best team in the NFL. Are you saying the Niners are the best team in the NFL? Well, there's only one other option there. Well, I figured you were going to say the Eagles or something. They're pretty close. So you think the Niners are better than us, huh? No, but they do have a really good defense. I, I think They uh, look good. I can't, yeah. I can't hate on them. I think surprisingly enough, and this isn't surprising, that's why I say that. It was a poor attempt at a joke again. Your all's um, schedule has not been extremely difficult just because your division has not been good the last couple of years, right? The Bills are a team that does intrigue me, but I think with them playing the Eagles last week, we saw the worst. That one bit me in the tail as well. I picked the Buffalo Bills. Really? I did. I would have helped you with that and told you not to do that because – the Eagles just got shellacked by the Cowboys the week before. And so typically they'll come That's to play. That's actually why I took the Bills. Because, because you shellacked. all looked so bad the week before. I was like, yeah. what is going on with them? Bills were 5-1 and one going into that yeah, game. Yeah, and the Bills being 5-1, and one, I think it was in Buffalo, wasn't it? Correct. So that was the factors. I looked at how you all played the week before, which right. was not good. Uh, the Bills being 5-1 and, and then it being in Buffalo, that's – 
I was happy to see them come out with a win, obviously, as everybody is of their own team. But hopefully this will carry over into the next one. Needless to say, I think the Niners have a conversation to be had about being the best team in the NFL. I mean, you can't, you can't not have them in the conversation. Yeah. They're undefeated. And what they did to Carolina last week, not to say Carolina's like unreal or anything, but what they did to Carolina, they embarrassed Carolina. Yeah. Put a 50 on another NFL team. Carolina's probably the second best team in their division. That's what I'll say. I'm trying to think who else is in there. Saints is the best team. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Tampa's, or yeah, Tampa's four third, and the Falcons are fourth. That's crazy to think that, man. Sad. If you have Matt Schaub as your starting quarterback, I don't like your chances of winning. Now I know he's not typically their starting quarterback. I'm just saying last week. Uh, I'm not. I'm not buying what you're selling. Yeah. And you got Julio Jones for him to throw it to. Yeah, they've fallen off fast. Surprisingly, because their defense was never good. So it's just their offense is not. I, I think, surprisingly enough, we mentioned the Niners. Losing Tevin Coleman hurt them. Like That that kid is good. I use had a couple of good running backs the last Jordan couple Jordan Howard, right. Tevin Coleman. That's the two that I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> but, but they were good. I mean, in my opinion, they're very good. Yeah. So, so uh, this past weekend, Louisville had a uh, – I would say it was – Probably to date the biggest key game that they had. It's very impressive win. I'm not gonna say I, I still think the Wake win is more impressive because it was on the road and it was against a Wake a, a ranked team. But right. to me, this was just like a very key game. This one is like this one separates you from being six seven wins to maybe being seven eight wins on potentially. You went from a pretender to a contender for sure. I'll go on record as saying I think Virginia is the better football team than Wake Forest. Now we'll find out this weekend. Their defense is definitely better. I don't think that's a question. Yeah. Their defense is, is good. Their defense is But really I like their quarterback a lot too. I'm not a f- – Bryce Perkins did not impress me, man. Yeah. He did he not impress me at all. He makes some questionable decisions. I think he was hurt. Did, did we, you hear yeah, him we saying heard him. that? Yeah. Yeah, they hit him and knocked him. I think they rolled on his – or. Rolled, like when they rolled the tackle, they rolled over on his ankle. So he didn't have the explosion that he usually has because he had a couple of 20-yard runs or a 20-yard run. I say a couple. I think there was two. But I think usually they might have gone to the house. He just didn't have it in the gas tank. But um, where the credit I'm giving myself is, I normally don't do this. Yeah. I called the score last week almost spot on. Very close. I said 27-21 Louisville win, 128-21. We had maybe 25,000 people there. Wow. Because they were afraid of the rain. It rained right before halftime. 25,000 people is still a lot of people. For a high school game. Our stadium holds 63,000 people. I get that. I've never been. This isn't Texas, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at. doesn't matter. You can't have 25,000 people at a game that's – to date, the biggest key – it was the biggest home game that we've had so far as far as, like, this team has a chance to win this game. Right. And, like, you need this win and they need the crowd. Satterfield wanted this, I mean. For sure. For the team, not only for himself, but this made him look very good for yeah. the future. So Recruiting-wise, that game helped him out. Oh, time. yeah. Got a big, uh, big commitment yesterday, actually, Jordan Watkins, yep. kid that decommitted from uh, Kentucky. Uh, goes to Louisville Butler, 
went to a uh, – this was crazy to hear yesterday. I was listening to uh, uh, Cards Cast is what it's called. It's just a thing from 247 yeah. that Jody Demling runs. And um, he and our other commit, uh, Josh Minkins Jr., went to a camp in Nashville during the summer. And he was clocked by a laser clock, not not a stopwatch with a four three eight. That's pretty decent. Yeah, as a high school soon to be senior, he ran a four three eight, flying down the field. Yeah, I'd take it. Yeah, so um, I think Malik ha- or Mikhail has solidified himself as being the starter now. Um, I'm happy to eat words. I told you, I, I told John that that day. Hey, he said, oh, so you're not bashing? I said, man, there's sometimes you're happy to be wrong, and the times you're happy to be wrong is when your team's doing better. So, so Puma's what? Puma's out for the season. For sure? With turf oh, they toe? Uh, they, had, they did surgery. On I would say toe. I would say that Juwan Pass has played his last down at Louisville, if I had to guess. Do I would you, say he's going to transfer. Do you think there's anything to that? I mean, meaning- I mean, he's he is getting surgery on – I mean, the foot, it, they say it's a foot injury, and they say turf toe. I don't know what he's getting surgery on. Right. But they say he's getting surgery. It's amazing. Uh, Conley looked a little bit overwhelmed in the second quarter uh, where, you know, he looked fantastic towards the end of the Boston College game and the end of the Wake games. He looked equally as overwhelmed in the game Saturday. Yeah. Uh, still think the kid has a ton of upside, but at the moment I'd, I'd say that it's Cunningham's job let him play the whole time. Yeah. Now, I know you can win with multiple quarterbacks, man, but I'd, I'd so much rather know who your starting quarterback going into that game yeah. is, let him get a little bit of a rhythm. And if he's really not doing much at halftime, make an adjustment third quarter. But I'm not with the whole two-quarterback system type of yeah. deal. Most of the time, a team's not going to win a championship through a two-quarterback system. Yeah. Yeah, I say most of the time. Right. I know Alabama did win it with two quarterbacks a couple of years ago. But think about it. Tua really didn't play much during yeah. the I think that season. might have been the first time he played. Yeah. So, I, I don't want to say that was the first time he played because I could be wrong. But that was Jalen Hurts' team. Yeah. And he wasn't making the grade. And so, they bring in Tua and he comes in and steps up to the plate. By the way, I think we lost our dream of Oklahoma playing Alabama in the playoffs. Or at least my dream. Yeah, that wasn't my dream. I it was my you. dream. I wanted to see him beat Alabama. Oh, yeah. I, I do thought that would have been pretty saying. cool. That would now that you word it like that, that would have been pretty cool. I agree. Yeah. But I do think there is. I don't want to get too far off topic, but I think there's a great conversation to be had currently about what the playoff picture could be. And I mean, I mentioned five teams that I think are legitimate contenders. Alabama and Clemson have not really been blowing my hair back, and both of those teams, I think, Clemson has again. They, they what are they fifty nine to fourteen? Yeah, I know. I mean, they're beating the teams they went the way they should. Right, but that's what they, I'm saying. They started what, out not that good, and whatever they that. do, they're not gonna like playing the teams that they're playing. They're not gonna do anything that I'm gonna say they are the best team in the country. I don't feel like. So you got that. You got Alabama, who's gonna play a really tough schedule, but. Obviously, they didn't have a tough schedule this last week. And then LSU have to be in the conversation now. And two well, big LSU's teams. number one now. Right, that's what I'm saying. Have to be in the conversation for the best team in the country. And two Big Ten teams in Ohio State and Penn State. So I think those five teams are going to make it very interesting. Obviously, Penn State plays Ohio State, so that will clear and up. LSU plays Alabama. That will clear up that picture a little bit more, but – I guess you could technically still see that Oklahoma-Alabama game. 
No, Oklahoma schedule's not good enough to do it. That's that's where that's like they've said that the teams that if they lost it wouldn't still make it. Yeah. Clemson, Oklahoma. So they need two losses from somebody. Yeah. They're not going to make it. Yeah. So I hope North Carolina played uh Duke. Oh, the rivalry. The pukey dukies and we came out with a W. 20 to 17, a real barn burner. Um I'll take a win any any way we can get. Absolutely. It. Yeah, especially against the Duke Blue Devils, who have not really been impressive this year as we expected them to be. By impressive, I think I had them at seven or eight wins this year, if I remember correctly, and it's not looking like they're going to get to that total. So, we'll see. So, what's your all's record currently? Four and four. Yeah. I was. Or no, we had a. Did you all already have your bye week? Uh, this will be our second bye week. Okay, so that's what I was trying to think. I think we are four and four too, but we already had a bye week, so I don't remember the exact. I mean, South Carolina win, Clemson loss. Yeah, four and four sounds about correct. Yeah, so I think the power thing that I shared had you all right in front of us with, uh, which I'm not hating, but I don't understand how you all would be put in front of us when Louisville's beating Wake Forest at Wake Forest and they beat Virginia. Yeah, but we play Virginia this week, so I, that yeah, will clear. Yeah, but I'm saying even I know. currently I feel like we should be ahead of you all, but it, it doesn't really matter because it was one dude's pow, uh, power rankings. Right. So at the end of the day, it honestly doesn't really matter. We're actually two-point favorites over Virginia, and you all helped us because Virginia was over us in our conference, our side of our conference, and so you all gave us a much better chance at winning that division. Now, I'd love for you all to win that side because if we went out, then we'll go to the Orange Bowl. Right. So, and then <laughs> we will side. get to see North Carolina versus UFL this year, which I really wanted to see. So No, we won't play. No, because Clemson's going to No, I'm saying if we win our side of our division, we don't play you all? You all play Clemson. Oh, that's not good. I yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, you play Clemson again. Yeah, that's, that's not <laughs> That's the that. team you forgot about. Yeah. No, yeah. it wasn't that I forgot about them. No, it so was, the, only way, was, the only way right. Louisville or potentially North Carolina or Virginia or Wake Forest makes the Orange Bowl, that is if Clemson doesn't lose. Right. If Clemson loses, then Clemson will be in the Orange Bowl. Yeah. Because, I mean, Probably that is. Probably won't happen. Yeah. So, uh, last night was Louisville's first open scrimmage. Uh, they had a scrimmage a couple weeks ago against uh, Ohio State, which they lost. Uh, but we didn't really go that much into it because it was a closed scrimmage. So there's not really that much to really know. But uh, they played Bellarmine last night, which historically has shown that it's always a tough game. Always. Scotty comes in with a plan. Coach Davenport's one of the best. And um, they're D1 this year, aren't they? Uh, next year. Last next year. year. This is a, yeah, that's why it was an exhibition. Yeah. Last year is, uh, what, D2? Or are they D3? D2, I believe. Yeah, because yeah, that, that would athletic. be crazy to jump three three to. <laughs> well, they <laughs> can give athletic scholarships. That's D three. You can't give athletic scholarships. Gotcha. So yeah, they're uh, they're making the jump next year, which Mac has uh, hinted at maybe doing a home and home, maybe their first game in Division one playing in Night Hall. I think that would be cool. I'd love to. So do a that. two year deal though you're saying, or play them twice in one season? No, 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 no. Actually, see, you make that sound nuts. Did you see that deal that Hawaii signed with somebody? I don't know. It I, was uh, I don't think so. in college football. Yeah. They signed a home and home for the same season. Okay. So they play twice: once in Hawaii and once in the. Was it Nevada? 48. Maybe. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, 
they call Las Vegas the seventh island, or how many islands are there? So I just felt like Nevada, Mike, or UNLV, one Maybe. of those I two. Don't, I can't remember who it was exactly, but I was like, I've never seen that. Yeah, so that's in this case you're saying it's a two-year deal. Oh, home and home, you know, one year you play at their place, and the next year you play at yours. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. a two-year deal, so you play them once a year. That's, I think, again, I don't know if that's going to come to fruition, but fine. there was a rumor that Louisville would be the first team to play them when they play Division One, so – I would. I mean, I, I thought it, I think it would be cool. It would help them out. It would probably be on ESPN or something. Yeah. So it would definitely help out Bellerman. Should be a win in theory, but I'd be careful with that game. You know, you better come ready to play because, yeah. like I said, they're going to have a game plan that is a game plan that sets them up for success. Yeah. They, Bellerman is kind of one of those teams who's going to scout you, but they're going to do what they do best and Absolutely. they're going to try to execute. Yeah, Bellerman's one of those teams. Like going off of what you just said, there is. It doesn't matter what you do. Like, Davenport kind of reminds me of what you heard um, my mind just went to Wooden say back in the day. I don't scout because – I know he does scout, but I don't scout because it doesn't matter what they do. It matters what we do. Yeah. They're going to continue to run their sets. They're going to continue to play defense the way they play defense. And it doesn't matter who you are, they're going to play that way. Yeah. And – Very last, disciplined every year. Last night, Louisville was without – Three key players doesn't matter. He still got to come to play. Uh, struggled for thirty-five minutes of the game. I would say did not look good for a while. They kicked it into gear with about five minutes left. Yeah. Uh, Mora, the players that I felt like played the best. Mora, twenty-eight points, shot really well from the field. Samuel Williamson played really well, seventeen points, rebounded the ball a whole lot better than what I expected him to. Yeah. Nine rebounds. Sutton had a ton of rebounds. Yeah, Sutton had 16 and 13. And then I amazing. Thought, and I thought Perry played really well. Perry played very under control. He had zero turnovers, which if you know Darius Perry in the past, that's a very big thing to have. Right. Uh, I thought he attacked the rim very well. Um, I still don't know if he's a true point guard, though. I mean, they're saying that maybe when Johnson comes back, Johnson plays the one, he plays the two. Williamson three, Nora four, and uh, Enoch the five. Perry's such a unique player because it's like I said, I think he's a very valuable asset, but he doesn't have a great point guard mind as far as setting people up for success to score, but he also is not an elite scorer. I know I mentioned to you and you said he can shoot the ball, but I, I don't think he's an elite shooter. Um, and he is very explosive, but finishing at the rim around – legitimate D1 shot blockers. I don't know if that's a specialty either. So it's kind of unique. I, I hope he does well this year. Yeah. But I think Nora is going to be your go-to guy and Sutton's sure. going to be your two-man. Enoch is going to have some good games. And when Williams come back, I think Williams will have some as and, well too. And don't sleep on Williamson, man. Yeah, he, Williamson. Looked, he started out a little shaky. But once he settled in, man, he looks smooth. Yeah, good good player for you all. Um, probably one and done potentially. but I mean, there's definitely potential for that. Um He's definitely going to have to get better on the defensive end. All of our freshmen look lost. It's very like common. Super lost on the defensive end. Look at Tyler uh, Harrell, though. Yeah. Yeah, but shooting heals all. And yeah. So, I mean, Hero is definitely shooting the lights out of the ball right now. Yeah, he balled out last night. Uh, but they did win 75 65, I believe it was. Uh, Again, yeah. when you're missing Enoch, you're missing David Johnson. or Actually, you're missing Enoch and missing Williams because you don't really still know what you're going to get out of David Johnson yet. So, I don't want to – I think he is going to be a key contributor from everywhere that you hear. But 
it's tough for me to mention him above Williams or Enoch for sure. How long is Johnson out? Uh, Johnson should be back by the Akron game, which is the third game of the season. That's uh, when they're projecting him to be back. That will be a great game to get his feet wet in the sure. college game. And Williams, I think, is a couple games after that. So I'll tell you what, I really enjoyed watching him play those couple of games. What did we go to? Three games? Man. We went to him uh, at Wagner. Yeah. Or no, it was at Atherton. He played Wagner. Right. And then uh, we watched him play at Valley, and then we watched him play. Did we watch him play in Lexington? I don't remember. He played in Lexington, but yeah, I don't remember if title. that was the day before yeah. or when we were there. Yeah. We watched some good teams in Lexington, though. Yeah, that that team uh, with the two big guys, I think, will be good which, again this year. They'll be. They're which, in that uh, tournament that you sent me. I think, aren't yeah. they? Um, uh, one of them is the kid that played for Richard for Manimal. Nicholson, the what, one that went off, uh, Kenny something. Yeah, but what's their school name again? Do you remember? I can't remember. Nicholas or Nicholson or something like that. But They're not. It's not Nicholasville, is it? Maybe. No, nah, I feel like it's a something county. Oh yeah, it could be too. <laughs> yeah, it's a something county school. I just remember it was very fun to watch them play, and that kid, in my opinion, was the best kid that we saw in that. Yes, tournament. he's going to be a senior this year. Uh, so maybe we didn't see David play again because no. I'm telling you, that, that kid is very good as well. Too. Yes. But, yeah, be fun to watch you all play this year. I do think you all will be a tough team to play against. we got to get all of our all the horses playing and then you know, gain some um, chemistry. Uh, I kind of wish, again, it's one game, so I'm not going to judge the entire thing off that. Uh, so I named all the pros, cons. Defensive uh, abilities so far of the freshmen. Why? Uh, Fresh Kimball. Nah, I mean, I'll just leave it at that. The, the silence <laughs> should tell you. I'm just not impressed. Uh, McMahon, if McMahon's not hitting shots, don't put him on the court. Yeah. I've said that in the past, and I'll say it again. If McMahon's not hitting a shot, don't put him on the court. He's a defensive liability, and he tries to do too much off the dribble that he can't do. Why? It's not hitting. I'm sorry, man. You're going to have to sit. I don't care if you're a senior. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I think he can be an asset for you. If you play a team like a Syracuse in the tournament or for even sure. in the regular season, which I think you all probably do. Yeah, I think you play everybody in the ACC. So that's he, he's a key piece for that game. Um, even other teams that might play a pack-it-in zone. I mean, even Virginia for floor spacing against Virginia playing that pack-line defense. But I would not rely on him heavily for much. No, if he if he's your fifth, sixth, seventh option, I think you're a, probably a really good team. Great locker room to, guy yeah. too. I mean, he works hard from what I hear, and should be good chemistry wise. But that's why I was going to ask you too. Is think about it. You all have not had this much genuine depth in a while, and balance of well, you all do actually. Last time, typically last have a lot time of they've good had this much talent and balance. Fourteen, maybe, twenty fourteen. What about thirteen? Or no, I would say, I would say uh, fifteen, with Terry and Donovan and uh, or no, Donovan was a freshman the next year. It was Rozier and uh, Trez and and all them, Chris Jones and uh, Quentin Snyder and Ray. And all. I thought we had really good depth. That's probably the last year we've had the depth as much as we do now. Yeah, I think this year you go a legitimate. Legitimate ten yeah. deep, but oh man, that's yeah. I wouldn't play. I I would have a rotation of eight personally. I'd say we legitimate right now. We got 
eight, nine. I'd seven, ride eight, nine. I'd ride Nora's minutes heavy and I'd make sure he was fresh coming into the I wouldn't worry about the ACC tournament. I would make sure NCAA tournament he's ready yeah. to go. And then obviously Sutton is a dog. Like Sutton will play whatever minutes you give him. Yeah. But I'd have him fresh going in there as well too. And your big guys, you gotta have Malik and Enoch healthy. But that's why I say with David Johnson and those names that I listed and then uh, Perry, I, I like some of your all's pieces this year. I do think five is extremely high. I mean, that that's high praise right there for you all. But it's preseason rankings. Yeah. That doesn't mean much to me. Yeah, so um, have, y'all, have y'all played an exhibition yet? We did. We, we played Villanova, so I love that because, first of all, you're playing one of the best college coaches. So I'm guessing this was one of those closed scrimmages? Yeah. Okay. Same thing, closed scrimmage, and, and they set it up. I, I was going to talk to you about this on here, too. They had a very cool way of doing it. You mentioned um, your all scrimmage was a 40-minute, which is a typical college yeah. game, but it was running clock. Yeah. And then you all did situational drills yeah. after. Um, well, what North Carolina did was they broke it into four segments and each of those segments kind of had a specialty that they were doing. So I mentioned to you, one of them was no starters were playing. Um, one of them was all zone defense, so on and so forth. So they didn't give an exact score. They said North Carolina won, whoop-de-doo. I don't really care much about th- – I do care about them winning, but once again, it's a scrimmage. Um, to me, it was just fun to get to see them against Jay Wright, and Cole Anthony was the leading scorer in it, which was not shocking. Uh, Leaky Black – had a good game, which I love that dude. I think that that guy. Fantastic name. Yeah, very good name and very good player. Um, but it will be interesting to see how they do this year because I think they're in the mix with you all for a chance to win the ACC. I think Duke is in that mix as well too. Um, it's a long season, and we'll see when it comes down the home stretch how both of our teams are looking. For sure. Um I guess that moves us to power move, man. It does. How many you got today? I've got one. I got one as well. No. And how many beefs do you have? Just one? Yes. All right, cool. One I didn't want one. to steal the show on both of those too, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll go I'll go first in the power move. Hit me. So uh, I'm sure you've been watching every inning of the World Series, yeah. as I have, uh, with the Washington Nationals and the Houston Astros. Are you Which, sure you don't want to do this for your beef? Uh, No. Which is uh, just started, so uh, that, that's why we're moving so uh, swiftly. But I feel like I feel like it's been a good show so far, though. Really, I think I've carried it. It's been great. It happens, you know. It's about time you start doing your pulling your your uh, your side. But well, let me just tell you what your power move is going to be. Um, have you ever heard of a guy by the name of Dave Martinez? That's not going to be my power move. That should actually be my beef. Because yeah, that that's made, why I was asking if you wanted to do that. made zero sense piece. that he did that. Oh, okay. Um, Sorry. So, last night in the first inning, uh, Bregman of the Astros hit a home run. Yeah. Off of Steven Strasburg. I don't know if you saw that. No. Didn't watch it. He hit a bomb. He hit a really big home run. And he carried his bat all the way to the first base coach. Souvenir? Uh, wasn't... Baseball has a lot. Baseball has a a lot of unwritten rules that you don't do. You know what I mean? Like there's the if you hit my guy, I'm gonna hit you. Uh, don't taunt the other team when you hit a home run. Don't run really slow around the bases after you hit a home run. Stuff like that. Players' wives are off limits. 
Uh, yeah, I think that is an unwritten rule, but yeah. <laughs> so I've heard that. Yeah. So ask Jeter. Whew, a little warm in here. Yeah. So uh, that they were up two to nothing after the first inning, and uh, fast forward to the sixth or seventh inning, I believe it was. Okay. Uh, Daniel Eaton hits a home run to tie the game. Next batter is Anthony Rendon. He he grounds out, I believe. And then up comes our freshly turned 21-year-old left fielder, Juan Soto. As Pretty I, good player. Solid. As I uh, have deemed the nickname the Baby Goat. Because uh, so, John always calls uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. the Goat. So I've deemed the nickname the Baby Goat to Juan Soto. I thought it was a Swania. No, Acuna. Ronald Acuna. Yeah, I know you're talking about. I just thought it was a Swania. No. Okay. A Swania and a miss on that one. <laughs> See, that's comedy. That's comedy. BJ. That was decent. That I'll, was I'll give you. That was decent. So, Juan Soto comes up, takes a, takes a strike right down the pipe, looks at a ball high, throws a pitch in the same spot. Pow! Hits an absolute missile. Yeah. 113 mile an hour off the bat is what they said. Gee, at Christmas. Yeah, he hit it. He hit it, dude, it was a, it was a moon rocket, dude. It was way up in there. Good. Hit it to better the, than that, the pitcher. Hit it to the second deck, in right field, and you know what he does? What? He carries this bat to first base. He says, "Anything you can do, I can do better." Well, I don't know. Carries. If he did it better, so that's but... my power move. Juan Soto hitting a bomb, and then showing up Bregman. Carrying his bat to first so base. So did we ever find out why they carried their bats to first base? Just showing them up. I don't know why. Yeah. But it's, it's a show-up thing. To me, a good bat flip would be better than carrying it to first base. Maybe he didn't want the yeah. luck to roll out of it. I guess. To each their own. Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever heard of the Al Michaels trade? Trade? Yeah. No. It's the same thing I said. But so, did he get traded from one network to another? Bingo. I did not know that. So I don't want to ruin this because I want all the listeners at home to be able to do a little bit of their own research on it, right? But shout out to my father who actually sent this to me and said, you should consider this as your power move. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm going to need to go ahead and utilize that information, right? So Al Michaels was famously traded um, for a guy by the name of Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Now, I'm sure you're asking, what? <laughs> <laughs> who is Oswald the Lucky Rabbit? It was actually supposed to be the original Mickey Mouse. So Walt Disney created this individual. And um, Al Michaels was a big key piece in this trade. ESPN obtained the rights to Monday Night Football. In the process of that, John Madden left to go to NBC. They were looking to fill voids. All I've got to say is the final product of this ordeal taking place, which you got to check into. It's, it's a great story. We have Carrie Underwood on Sunday Night Football singing us a song. You know what I'm saying? That's pretty decent. And a great pair in Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. Chris Collinsworth doesn't get much better than that, in my opinion. That's... You're not a Collinsworth fan. I could see uh, it in your eyes. He sounds like he's high all the time. He is. I'll tell you who's a huge Colin, Collinsworth hater. Who? Sharpie. Sharpie hates Chris Collinsworth. Why? 
You'd have to ask him. I'm going to ask him because even though he's a former Redskin, I don't hate Collinsworth. I enjoy what he brings to the table. I've never seen a guy smile more. I think his face is stuck from because all of Because he's high, the, dude. No, I think he's – He is high. He definitely uses um, Botox. Clearly somebody's – No, in, he uses Visine. It's what he uses. <laughs> he might need to use a little bit more. But the key-in shot is classic when they pan into and them. he scoots in? Yeah. yeah. It's a, I mean, that's one of my favorite moments of Sunday, besides the Eagles typically winning. So is your is your beef a pretty good one? My beef is a beef. I'm just saying. like it, you know, Because actually, I'm, you know what? I, mine's probably going to be a rant, so you go first. I'm tired of you grading my stuff. No, because normally you're pretty honest, and you're like, oh, it's just an okay one. You should go. I'll go first. Yeah. So that's why I ask you. I genuinely never know because I try to bring the best material to the table, and sometimes you're not liking what I'm putting down. You More know often than not, you, you fail at doing that. That's but. what I'm saying. So in, in this case, I've got to do it. And I, I don't want to do it because I know we don't really do politics on here, but I'm going to have – don't look down nervously, dude. I'm, I'm not looking at it. Listen – I was looking at you. This is not going to be good. It needs to happen, okay? We've got a platform, and we need to use that platform. So in this case, i got a real problem. And you know what my real problem is, brother? What's that? When you use the restroom and you don't wash your hands. Now, curveball, ho, didn't expect that one coming with the political banter. But I have seen it far too many times. And for a male, if you go in, you take a little diddly, you know, psst. Is what I'm talking about. You don't touch the general area. You just give it an old zip, untuck, boom, you're done. You know, I still highly suggest you washing your hands. But if you give it the old number two and you, you got to get in there and get a good wipe on and you don't wash your hands, I got a real problem with you. And as a female, in my opinion, cleanliness is godliness. I think that is that the right cleanliness word? Cleanliness is next to godliness. Next no. to godliness. No, is that Holiness, right? Cleanliness, maybe. I don't know. Something like I'm that. I'm just going to use know. a different one. So cleanliness is very important, okay? And that's going to be my beef for this week is people using the restroom and not washing your hands. I'm sick and tired of it. You're spreading germs. I don't want those germs. Keep those germs in the areas that those germs are in. I'm not going to go into specific details about it. I'm just wondering how this is political. It's not. It was a curveball, bro. Oh, it's not. That was a great setup. You're leading. You taught me how to lead in earlier. We paused did, and did and a 15-minute lead in. you whiffed. Well, dang it. I'll do better next week, bro. All right, so. I'm sorry. My beef this week, officials. Mm. In the Louisville, Virginia game. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm not real happy about this. You sound so. salty. So, uh, did you watch the game? First three quarters or first half? So okay. I, I missed the important part. So because uh, remember you texted me, and I was in Louisville when you texted me. Which I did was not. After I did not game. know you were in Louisville. Yes. So um, I almost went to the New Wave Burritos, by the way, and I've got a new spot for us to try. It's Gore's Barbecue. Okay. And one of my coworkers owns it. Miss Cheryl Gore. So nice. we're going to have to check it out. Definitely down for that. And Joella's is over near. So I'm going to go there again to refresh my memory of which one I like better. So sorry. I had Royals again today. It's so fire. I know. But I need, like, on the same day, I need yeah. Joella's 
Somebody spent $60 on it today, but I think they bought a couple people stuff. All right, so yeah, second quarter, Conley's in the game, uh, rolls out of the pocket, and gets absolutely obliterated in the back by one of their linebackers. Yeah, with the ball after with, the yeah, ball left the ball. Hand. Yeah. So they go to review. Didn't really, you couldn't really tell when it happened because you were looking for where the ball went because he lost the ball. Clear as day targeting call. Uh-oh. They reviewed it, and guess what? They didn't call it. Why was it clear as day targeting call? Because helm- he lowered his helmet and hit him in the back of the helmet. Mm. Just clear as day, just blasted him. Missile at his helmet. Hit the Juan Soto at him. Yes. Yeah. So there's your first strike, pun intended. Right. Next one. Move a little bit further into the game. Let's go about 13 seconds left in the game. That's a little further. Two plays before this, Virginia had thrown about a 20-yard pass. Their guy caught it and fell out of bounds. Yeah. They let the clock go because they said that he was in bounds. Is that our fault that they did this? Yes. No, it's not. Home field advantage. So they run a play, don't get anything, incomplete pass, that's when the 13 seconds comes up. All right? Yeah. Bronco Mendenhall goes nuts. They go and review and add 16 seconds back to the clock from two plays previous. That's what I'm talking about. How is that? How does that happen? It's a good question. So, okay, like, all right. How now, did they figure out 16 seconds? No idea, because they ran into the play in between there. Right. So, so from the time they snapped from when he went out of bounds to the time they snapped the ball? And then they just, I guess they timed the, the play that they did after that, too. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm being serious. I, I, <laughs> it, that would be my only thing. Right. So, they end up scoring. Louisville's up 28-14 at that point. They end up scoring. Onside kick, which we were terrible at trying to field again. Right underneath our guy's arm, almost rolls out of bounds. They dive on it. They drive, they uh, do something, I can't remember what it was, and then it, something like it goes out of bounds or incomplete pass, and uh, it gets to two seconds, and the referee's like, oh, put the clock on three seconds after they reviewed something. They're like, why? And then they're about to snap the ball, and the referee stops and goes, oh, put the clock back up to four seconds. <laughs> Multiplying. Like, what? Who are you – like, who do you want to win this? Them. It's obvious. Yeah. So, needless to say, it didn't end up hurting us in the end, but that was one of the worst officiated games I've ever seen. That's pretty impressive because you've seen a fair share amount of games. Yeah, it was it was bad. And – did Parker agree? Oh, it was awful. It was bad. The yeah, it was bad. Yeah. And then the the thing you were talking about, Davy Martinez. Yeah. Didn't really make sense last night after that. First off, that was an awful call. It was terrible. Terrible call. And Martinez. It sparked a rally. It the inning was over already. Rendon had already hit the home run. Yeah, that's a good point. That's what didn't make sense to me. You do that whenever they whenever they review it, and don't overturn it that's when you go nuts like that yeah i mean i don't know it didn't really make sense to me uh so 
That's the thing about baseball. There's no real penalties with that. If you already have your lineup set. Well, I mean, if he'd have bumped him, he could have been out for a game seven. That's a good point. So that is one thing that I'll give him credit for, that um, he didn't bump into the umpire. I think – Show I think, restraint for not yeah. getting physical. I guess at that point he was like, let me show my guys I still got their back. and But it didn't really make sense on the timing. The inning's already over. You already hit the home run with and got two more runs. Right. At this point, just it's water under the bridge. I always loved when a coach got a technical for you, though. As as a player, that would motivate me. Yeah, but you get the technical when the play happens. You don't get the technical three plays later. I'm getting what you're putting down, but I'm yeah. just saying to me, it's not necessarily as much about timing. Like when I see a coach get a technical, I get fired up. So it helps. Well, man, that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much all I got. All right, Oswald. We do need to uh, let people know that next week we'll be recording a day later. Good call, which is Thursday. Yeah, so. For any uh, of you mathematicians out there. Yes, we, at least myself, BJ's thinking about it. We are going to try to go to uh, one of the Aspire games next week. So So if anybody wants to go, go check that out as well, too, because rumor has it that they have a lot of good players and future stars should be a good one. For sure. Um, also, shout out uh, Mac as well. Yeah, I, f- I forgot I was supposed to do that, but I wanted to dedicate this episode to his daughter, Sienna Bruton. And whenever she turns 13, I told him that she'd be allowed to listen to our PG-13 banter <laughs> and brag to our her friends about having a whole podcast dedicated in yeah. her honor. That'll work for me. She can have she can have this one dedicated to her. She texted me today, bro. She did. Yeah. Nice. She told me that her daddy beat me in basketball once. It seemed very odd. I don't recall him ever beating me. She's already spelling words. Yeah, it was very unique. And I think she even said that he dunked on me one time. So I definitely, yeah, I definitely don't recall that. I believe it. Did she also mention that um, her dad got a technical on the day that their school introduced the sportsmanship? You know, she left that (laughs) tidbit out. But I I had the only true story out of all three of those. But it is a great story. Oh, man, yeah. yeah. It was a great story. Good times as well, too. So, shout out to Sienna. Shout out to the Bruton family, man. Always yeah. good peoples. Great good family. Peoples. Yes. I've, I've been to chili cook-offs with them before. That's one of my favorites as well, too. Nice. If you've never been to a chili cookout. Cook-off. Cook-off. Yeah, yeah, I guess you could cook it out. Noodles man. or no in chili? They did not. I'm asking you. Yes. Now... You know, I'm going to take it even a step further because I don't necessarily want, like, the spaghetti noodles. Angel hair, bro. No, no, no. So I'm not even going that either. I'm going shells. Not that's big just, shells. See, that's just Chili Mac to me at that point. What? That's good. That's called Chili Mac. You can call it whatever you want. I call it delicious. I mean, I do like shells and cheese. But yeah. I see, I'm a I'm a angel hair noodle in my chili. Yeah, man. which is just a small noodle. Yeah, it's. I mean, it doesn't. It gives it a little bit of the thickness, but it also lets it stay a little bit more watery. <laughs> I, I saw the the meme the other day where it was like, "You call uh, chili with noodle spaghetti? I call it without it sloppy Joe." <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I do. I love sloppy Joe as well too, or manwich, but manwich, yeah, all of those. And I, I was gonna say to you, I use the angel hair pasta for my spaghetti because I think typically when I'm making that, that's the best. But, yeah, Chili Cook-Off was awesome. It was uh, right in front of Mac's house out there. Was this just the other day? No, it was 
two it was when the Eagles played the Vikings, so two weekends ago. Is that nice. right? I think so. But so look, they've got like fifty boots out there. You walk up and they give you a sample. And there was some that was vegan, some that was regular, some that was Texas style, some that was whatever. But they would some of them have fresh um, jalapenos out there and fresh onion and then some cheese out there. One of the greatest days of my life, dude. Getting free Man. chili. I thought. See, I thought the day I asked you to be on the podcast was up there, but yeah. apparently it, chili cook-offs are above that. Listen, if you would have given me some free chili, <laughs> you know, that would have solidified I gave you some that. free beef, bro. I think I won a game that night, too. Because remember, I, was, I, I played, and then I went to SISC, so like that helped it as well, too. And I think we won our league game that nice. night. Nice. Because we didn't lose many that year. So Nice. Well, guys, enjoy. You won't have one for at least a week. Eight days. Yeah. Eight days. Five business days. Yeah. But, guys, try to stay warm. It's getting rainy and cold now. Yeah. I thought the rain was supposed to be in the spring, but apparently it's the fall now. Yeah, try to stay dry. Yes, try to stay dry. Especially, you know, anybody who's wearing white shirts out there as well, too. Uh, depending on who it is, you can get wet, too. Yeah. Uh, but Wear a raincoat. Highly advised. Yeah. But, guys, keep liking, keep sharing. Keep commenting on the stuff because we like hearing from you all. Yeah. Give us your feedback. Give us your feedback, tell us if you think our NBA picks were terrible. And we heard of one person hitting our Who Am I on the first. Yeah, let's hear other people's. Can you top them? Now, obviously, you can't top them with the first. Yeah. But I think we should make this a weekly competition. Yes. I want to see how many of you all actually get these. Yeah. And one, beat me. Because I, I, you guys hear me react whenever I figure it out. Yeah. We so, need like a, uh, remember on your King and Sting? Um, oh, they, like a buzzer? Yeah. 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 I, I can do that. We need that. So keep liking, keep sharing, keep commenting, because we love to hear from you guys. And uh, go Nats. Oh, disgusting.